message is brought to you by Marker Cabono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Wednesday, March 2nd, 2016, and this is presidential release number 448. Happy Read Across America Day. Today is Dr. Seuss's birthday. Otherwise known today is Read Across America Day, and we have been celebrating Braille literacy within Read Across America Day by promoting Braille and our Braille literacy programs. And we released a video today on Read Across America Day featuring a number of my favorite Braille reading ladies, including the youngest ones in my family. So I encourage you to check out our YouTube channel and watch our Read Across America video for 2016. We have had a very active month of February in the National Federation of the Blind. And I want to talk to you on this month's release a little bit about the advances in our movement. You know, there was once a time when we as blind people we're fighting just to peek our heads in the door. Uh, we certainly didn't have a seat at the table. We're not in the room. We're not permitted to be part of the discussions about what happened with blind people, what the future was going to be. When we built the National Federation of the Blind under the leadership of our first president, Dr. Tenbrook, we built a vehicle for collective action in the first task was to get in the door, to get our voice heard. And over time, we were successful in doing that. And we worked then to get a seat at the table. And that fight went on for a time. And after a while, we had a seat at more tables. And then we had to fight to be a real part of the conversation. And some of the discussions that we were part of, we were there but we weren't really included in a real way. And because of our advocacy, because we built up the skills, tools, and knowledge, we not only had a seat at the table, but we became a real voice at the table, a voice of leadership, a voice of reason, a voice for change, a voice of action. And over time, we've grown to the point where it's not just that we're at the table, but often we run the table. And maybe more importantly, often the table's ours. People are coming to our table to have meaningful dialogue about all sorts of areas impacting the lives of blind people, and often today the lives of all people with disabilities, as people with disabilities have come to be inspired by the movement of the National Federation of the Blind in our progress I've been thinking a lot about our progress over the last month because our work over the last month is really an example of the variety of tools that we now use in our movement. Sometimes they're legal tools. Sometimes they're technical tools. Sometimes they're tools of collaboration 
but we have become such a diverse and dynamic organization that we're multifaceted. We use all of the tools in the toolbox and we continue to sharpen our approach on each of those in all of the work that we do. We should not forget the progress that we've made. And as we continue to use new and different tools, we should not forget where we've come from. That comes to mind because just today, we announced in a press release an agreement with the Amazon Corporation. This is a historic agreement. We have agreed to work with Amazon and Amazon has agreed to make all of their educational content, their platforms, their systems accessible to blind people. Amazon has made some very strong commitments to the National Federation of the Blind about the standards that they will meet, about the way that they will manage accessibility in the transition to accessibility. They're not there yet. They're not going to be there tomorrow. What they're going to tell people uh, in the interim to make sure that they can get copies of accessible books from other providers as Amazon is becoming increasingly more accessible. Amazon, with our work and our partnership, is going to be, I believe, the leader in accessible educational content anywhere in the world. But we should not forget how they've gotten to this point. And we should also not forget that we need to continue to be vigilant in monitoring what they do and honest with them about what they do. We should not forget that we've encouraged Amazon over the years to be accessible. We encouraged them in the very early days of the Kindle product to be accessible. And it's taken them a while to really hear our message, understand our message, and believe in our message. We're going to celebrate today that Amazon has gotten there with an optimism that they're going to do great things about it. But we're not going to forget where we've come from. And we're going to make sure that that's our guidepost to what we hold them to in the future. That is just one of the great triumphs we've had over the last month. And it's because we can use all of the tools in our toolbox. As an advocacy organization, as an organization that is technically smart, stays on the cutting edge, and shares with each other the hopes and dreams of blind people, we continue to use all of the tools. And I encourage each and every one of you in your local chapter to use all of the tools in our toolbox to help blind people live the lives we want at the local, state, and national level. So congratulations to us on our recent agreement with Amazon. You're going to be hearing more about it as we go forward, certainly into the national convention. We are very much at the beginning of this agreement that is going to last a number of years. We're not going to see progress tomorrow, as I've said, but we're going to see progress 
because of our commitment to opportunities for blind people. In addition to that, we've had some great legal victories in the last month. You've already heard about our great victory in Ohio with an effort to push back on sub-minimum wage payments to people with disabilities. Just last Friday, here in Maryland, a jury ruled in favor of Yasmin Reyazuddin, a member of the National Federation of the Blind, who has been an employee of Montgomery County, Maryland, and for over five years has been fighting to get equal access to the job she should have had in Montgomery County before they implemented inaccessible call center software that shut her out of the position she had. This is a tremendous victory after five and a half years of struggle in the courts, after Yasmin hanging in with all of the questions and the pushing and pulling of the legal system and the subtle treatment she got from folks in the county about why she was causing trouble. She hung in there to make this historic precedent-setting verdict something we all can be proud of as blind people. The jury in Yasmin's case found that there was discrimination, that it was not undue burden for the county to make its software accessible, and that simply paying Yasmin to have a job was not a reasonable accommodation, as they claimed, that a blind person who's in a job has a right to have access to the software they need to do their job, to have opportunities to be promoted, and this verdict is going to help us set precedent in other parts of the country about how technology gets implemented with accessibility to protect the jobs of blind people and create employment opportunities. I am so very pleased with the work that we have done in the Federation on this case. I want to publicly tip my hat to Yasmin, who has hung in there for, as I say, five and a half years, actually a little longer than that, um, with tolerating the treatment that she has gotten from the county. And I certainly want to tip our hat to our outstanding team, our legal team, includes our lawyers and our paralegals, our staff here at the national office that's worked on this, a whole community of individuals who have helped create this precedent for blind people across the country. One of the attorneys that worked on this case is the president of our San Francisco chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of California, Tim Elder. Tim first worked on this case when he was a fellow at Brown, Goldstein, and Levy. He went off from there to open his own practice, and Brown, Goldstein, and Levy continued to work on this case. And Tim was brought back in to be a key part of the closing strategy for the National Federation of the Blind in this trial over the last six months and was a, a real key component to getting this done. So I wanted to tip my hat to Tim. It's wonderful to see members of the National Federation of the Blind, active leaders at the local level, also applying their skills 
in all aspects of our work, including the legal. So congratulations to Tim, to Yasmin, to the entire team in the National Federation of the Blind for getting this done. Those are just two examples of victories that we've had over the past month. And as we continue to have victories and are successful in the lives of blind people, we should continue to use all of the tools in our toolbox, and we should not forget the battles that we've had in the past. We should continue to use that as a guidepost for where we go in the future and how we balance the progress that others are making. So often people do not want us to remember uh, where they have been and where they have failed to be with us. We should honor those who now have come to find that our approach, our belief in the capacity of blind people is the right way, but we should not entirely forget the resistance that we felt in the past as we never know when it may come up again. I thought I'd offer you those thoughts this month in talking about two tremendous victories that we've had in addition to the dozens of smaller and more minor victories across the country this month. This being the 2nd of March, yesterday we opened pre-registration for the 2016 Convention of the National Federation of the Blind in Orlando, Florida from June 30 to July 5. You can go to our website, nfb.org. You can register now. I encourage you to register early so that you don't have to wait in line at convention. You're all signed up, ready to go to hit the ground running on June 30th. The pre-registration cost is $25. The banquet price is $60. The prices go up at the convention. In fact, they'll go up after May 31st because May 31st is the end of the pre-registration. So I encourage you, don't wait. Get it done now so that you're in early for our national convention. Closely related to that, Alan Harris is the chairperson of our Kenneth Jernigan Scholarship Fund. The Kenneth Jernigan Fund provides scholarships to first-time convention attendees. Last year, we had something like 75 first-time Kenneth Jernigan Scholarship winners at our national convention. Getting people to our national convention is one of the most powerful ways we can teach them about the National Federation of the Blind, who we are, what we do, bring them into the family, and empower them to be part of our movement. I encourage you to look at Alan's article in the March issue of the Braille Monitor. Reach out to your affiliate president as soon as possible if you are a first-timer and are interested in participating in the Kenneth Jernigan Scholarship Fund. The article in the monitor gives all the details about what you have to do. You have to be in touch with your affiliate president, and you have to write a letter, and you have to get all of it done by April 15th. I would not wait to the last moment, as it may be difficult to get a hold of your affiliate president. I would like to have you at the convention. I want many first-timers there. So please consider, if you need support, to be at the convention applying for the Kenneth Jernigan Scholarship Fund. If you need more information, check out the March issue of the Braille Monitor 
or contact Alan Harris. Just another reminder that coming up are the deadlines for our National Scholarship Program and our Balotin Awards Program. Also, some of our other award programs have deadlines coming up in April, including our Distinguished Educator of Blind Children Award. All of this information has been in the monitor. It's on our website. I encourage you to check it out. Let's get some great nominations in so that we can recognize outstanding individuals doing work with blind people at our national convention this summer. And I'm definitely looking forward to meeting the 2016 class of scholarship finalists. You may remember that I've mentioned previously that we've published a new book entitled The Power of Love, How Kenneth Jernigan Changed the World for the Blind. This book has been edited by Ramona Walhoff. It is available online. You can find it at Amazon and iUniverse and other uh, online book providers. It is selling in paperback for $28.99, and you can buy the digital version for $9.99. I encourage you to go on to your online book providers and search for The Power of Love and use Kenneth Jernigan's name because there's apparently a lot of power of loves out there and read this book. It's a tremendous collection of essays about the life, the giving spirit, the impact that Kenneth Jernigan had, has had, and really continues to have on the lives of blind people. I have one bit of news from the Federation family this month. I am pleased to announce that on Thursday, February 18, at 11.12 a.m., Mason Samuel Nicholas Spears was born to Sean and Jennifer Spears, who are both employees at our Colorado Center for the Blind. Baby Mason weighed in at 7 pounds, 2.5 ounces, and was 21 inches long. I understand that the family is doing well. Congratulations to the Spears. Welcome, Mason, to the Federation. We look forward to meeting you in person soon. Those are the items that I wanted to offer to you this month on the presidential release. I look forward to spring arriving and the busy activities we have with spring conventions and getting ready for the national convention if you have ideas about speakers or other activities we should undertake at the National Convention, please reach out to me at Office of the President at nfb.org or give me a call here at our national office. I'd love to hear your ideas and find out if we can get them in to be part of the program at our 2016 National Convention. I noticed that St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and so I thought I'd offer you some of the customary endings to the release in that spirit. What is Irish and left out on the lawn all summer? Why, that's patio furniture. When is an Irish potato not an Irish potato? When it's a French fry. What did the leprechaun do for a living? Well, he was a short order cook. 
And why can't you iron a four-leaf clover? Because, of course, you don't want to press your luck. Let's go build the Federation. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.